Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It is movie talk time, and today we're doing our weekend box office recap. And then on top of that, there is a very interesting rumor floating around out there about Bond 25. Apparently, Lashana Lynch, who you might remember from Captain Marvel, might be involved in some capacity. We're going to get into that story, but I'll take Lashana Lynch in just about anything right now, so you could probably get a sense of what I think about that story. But we also need to get opinions from Mark Riley and John Rocha. Hi, guys. Hello. How Hi there. How your weekends? Good weekend. Long weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in Palm Springs. It was hot. Don't go to Palm Springs oh. in the summer, people. 115 degrees. You'll melt to death. Yeah. How was your time on the sun, Roka? <laughs> I almost died. That's the honest truth. I'm glad you survived because I need you, you to break down the box office. <laughs> yeah, right please. now, we are going to run through the top five. Spider-Man Far From Home topped the charts again with $45.4 million. These are the actual numbers here. No longer the estimates. Toy Story 4 took $20.9 million. Then Crawl came in at number three with 12 million. Stuber followed that up with 8.2 million. And then finally, yesterday rounded out the top five with $6.7 million of its own. Guys, what did you think about this weekend's box office? Riley, what stood out to you the most? Well, as a Spidey fan, I love to see Spidey just continuing to be number one. And then I look at that worldwide total. It's like a what, 825, It's It's huge. It's huge. And so it's on its way to a billion dollars, 17 days in release. This thing's hitting a billion dollars, which is great because then we'll get a third movie where Craven the Hunter will be the Woo-hoo! villain. That's mm. got to be the way we're going because of what happens at the end. No spoilers, of course, but a big, great, great post credit scene. I love to see what's happening with the Spidey uh, character. He is my second favorite behind Superman. So this this makes me happy. And, and audiences are continuing to love this. And, and it's good to see. Yeah, I mm. couldn't agree more, especially considering I love the movie. I'm I happy it's it getting too. all the attention right now. And just to compare right here, 
Spider-Man Homecoming, over the course of its run, it made about $880 million worldwide. Oof. Right now, at this moment, Box Office Mojo has Spider-Man Far From Home at $847 million worldwide. Yeah. Weekend 2. Yeah. Weekend 2. It's pretty yeah. incredible. It's going to get there, and it's going to go past it. I am very curious to see where this tops out. Yeah. I think it does something, too, about how much money the, the film Endgame has made, right? Almost $3 billion. Yeah. So people want to finish out this phase. They've loved this phase, the MCU fans. So they're going over and over again to see this Spider-Man film, to get something out of it, pick out clues, see if there's hints for phase four, all of that. So this was a genius rollout by MCU and by Disney to put Spider-Man Far From Home after Endgame. It's just really smart. Oh, yeah. I mean, who thought this thing was going to cross a billion dollars so quickly? It's pretty incredible. If you want your little uh, Avengers Endgame versus Avatar update, I'll give that to you right now. <laughs> so, of course, Avatar's grand total was $2.787 billion, which is close enough, actually, when you add the other numbers, to $2.788 billion. So let's run with that. Right now, Avengers Endgame stands at 2.781, so Oof. not all that far behind. I still am so curious where, when we're going to get the movie talk headline that, Av- mm. that uh, Avatar lost the title to Avengers Endgame. I feel like we've been planning for it for way longer than I thought I would, to be honest. Yeah. Roka, back yeah. to the top five. Yeah. What else stood out to you? Because I know there's a movie you really like on that lineup. Near and dear to my heart yesterday. Look at that thing. Little engine that could. 80 million total worldwide so far. That's pretty incredible. How many people thought this film might come out, maybe not catch public audiences' attention and sink like a stone? It didn't do that. Why? Because it's got a great message. It's heartfelt. And the people, I think it's like 87% on people who are uh, saying positive comments. The Rotten Tomato score is lower than that. It's like 66, something like that. But that just tells you. So sometimes it's about appealing to the people, not always to the critics. And this film certainly does that. You walk out of that film feeling happy and fun. I couldn't be happier for everybody involved uh, with the production of that film. And thank God, you know, it's a great rediscovering the Beatles music should never go out of style. So I'm Mm -hmm. happy for that film. I am quite happy for that one as well. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. You know what else I enjoyed, though? I freaking love Crawl. I I really, I adore that movie. And I know it's a weird word to apply to that one, but I've seen it twice. I think it is phenomenal above and beyond my expectations for a movie like that. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Did you see Crawl this weekend? Please tell me you're not part of the problem. I'm part of the problem, especially really? for especially for a horror movie like this. I'm so got, disappointed. I know. It's I know. Alexander Aja. I know. I know. I'm okay. going to see this. This is the first. This is the one movie that I'm going to go see next because uh, okay. because of the great reviews, because of the horror genre, because of Aja being in there again mm. and bringing some uh, bringing some much needed eyes to a movie that. Um, not a lot of people heard about because I am looking at some of the critics out there are saying, why wasn't it screened for critics? Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, the, the I know the audience score is pretty high. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the critic consensus is, but um, I, I, I every time there's like a movie out there that gets this kind of. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? That the kind of attention mm. you, you take notice, and and this is one of those. I mean, anytime I've always said it, if there's a creature that will eat people. <laughs> Yeah. That is a movie that I want to see. Right. And so I'm excited to see it. And unfortunately, lots of birthday parties this weekend took me away from us. Uh, All right. Call. As yeah. long as you're committing to see it. Did yeah. you see it, Roka? I'm seeing it Tuesday, tomorrow night. All right. So same thing. Same thing. Do you uh, have your tickets already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was out of town for a birthday party. Same thing yeah. in Palm Springs. As I said, and almost died. But I want to see <laughs> this movie because it's gotten great reviews. I did the a, a voiceover promotion for for Crypt TV for it. And uh, finding out that Aja was involved. Sam Raimi was involved. I saw Ash Crossan's interview with them. So, like, it gets me very excited to 
to go to watch this thing. And your reviews, seeing it twice already, loving it as much as you did. And you got retweeted by the Crawl uh, uh, account, which is nice. really cool. So I, I'm excited to see it because this looked like right in my cheesy horror-loving heart. In terms of cheesy horror, it was right in there. So I, was, I couldn't wait. And the thing is, it delivers on that. Yeah. When you see a movie about alligators, you know, going after people who are trapped in a house, it yeah. sounds ridiculous. It sounds very B-movie. And it nails everything that you would expect and want from that movie, but it does it with such high quality. I was really, truly blown away by this one, and I want to see it do really well. Mm. One movie that I wanted to see do really well at the box office this weekend that did is the movie The Farewell. If you yeah. have not seen mm. that one, there is a must-see, and now that it kicked off its box office run strong, I am really rooting and believing, believing that this one could go the distance and wind up in the Oscar conversation, but right. it is officially, it posted the best opening weekend theater opening weekend theater average, average right? for the year so far and it's expected to expand into some of the top markets in the next weekend ahead of a, na- a nationwide expansion on August 2nd so cool. many people out there who couldn't see the farewell this weekend you can see it in the weekends to come and that it's a must see a must see especially if you're rooting for Aquafina too she's phenomenal in yeah. it oh, yeah. all right Story number two today, of course, is that Bond rumor. But before we get there, we've got to let you know about some cool stuff coming to the channel later today, like Rule of Two. Check it out. Hey, guys. Riley here. And let me tell you about Rule of Two. You looking for a Star Wars fix? Well, Rule of Two is that show. It drops in on Collider Video's main YouTube channel, as well as on Podcast One's Jedi Council feed. So go over there, subscribe, share it with your friends. It's hosted by myself and Mark Fernandez. We talk everything in the Star Wars universe with a lot of deep dives and a lot of conversations that go all in. You know what to do. Subscribe, join us there, and rise. Hey, I knew that guy. <laughs> Super cool, Riley. All right. You we also like want a to jerk re- to me. What a jerk face. Oh, oh, God. oh, hi, it's me. Oh, stop that. <laughs> we also have a whole bunch of Comic-Con stuff coming your way. We're going to have a lot of content up on the channel, but we've got really cool panels that if you're in San Diego, you can attend. Like, first up, the Cobra Kai panel. I will be hosting that cool. one in Ballroom yeah, 20. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Thursday, 4, 4, 4.45 p.m. in Ballroom 20. Come check it out. Say hi, something like that. On top of that, we have Steve's uh, panel in Hall H with the Russo brothers happening Friday morning at 11 a.m. That one should be really excited. I'm so curious to hear everything he's cooked up for that one. And then, of course, it is the Collider panel. That one takes place in room 6DE at 1230 on Sunday. You could see all the pretty faces that are going to be there. And maybe some of us will hang around and say hello after because we'd love to meet you and thank you for your support. So we'll see you there. Before we move on to story number two, I want to get some Stuber talk in the mix because we didn't discuss that one. And Mauricio in the live chat asked, do you think that the advertisement hurt Stuber's box office? I thought the movie was so hilarious, but the trailers did not make it seem that way. Hmm. Oh, I thought the trailers did a nice job of telling you what this movie was about. It's a secret agent. It gets involved with an Uber, blah, blah, blah. Driver, I just think it's one of these films that sometimes falls into the cracks. It didn't get that great reviews. So, unfortunately, not yet. Batista and Kumail Nanjiani, not yet. 
stars that can drag butts into seats yet. So you had to have come up with some really great trailers to have gotten mm-hmm. uh, into that uh, 20 million range or whatever. So it's unfortunate, but a lot yeah. of people seem to have liked it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's one of those films that, like the pacifier that comes out and nobody goes to see, even though That's Vin. the most random well, reference saying, you could have come up with. Vin was coming <laughs> off that Fast and Furious buzz, and pacifier came out, people thought for sure, and it sank like a stone. So sometimes, you know, you go out of your comfort zone and fans don't go with you. I think mm. the way I described, I described Stuber was that it got a passable review for yeah. me. I liked it well enough, but I'm not going to recommend anyone run out there and spend the big bucks right. on a movie ticket versus waiting and watching it at home. And I think it's worth your while in that case. I think one of the bigger problems might be that this was a Fox movie that wound up under the Disney umbrella. Mm. And oh, yeah. I feel like it just... It's not that the trailers weren't good. I felt like there wasn't enough of them. Like, yeah. it didn't make enough noise. But also, you have to factor in that even if it did make enough noise, we have a track record this year of studio comedies not doing that well. Yeah. So it might have been a lose-lose for this one. Yeah, it's, you know, the trailers, is, it's funny you mentioned that. The trailers didn't do it for me. And it's like, then when you, on top of that, hear some of the critical response, you're like, okay, and you make that decision. I There are so many other movies I want to see mm-hmm. on the big screen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wait for for this, it looks like that is happening with the box office. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's like I might be your average moviegoer now nowadays that like really takes time to watch certain movies that I really want to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. And if that trailer doesn't get me, I mean, it looks funny, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Movie, movies cost more. You're more selective. You're more picky yeah. nowadays. So, and this is a film, and this this is a large discussion which you can't have right now. But this is the kind of film that could easily have gone to Netflix. Easily have gone to Netflix. That yeah. wouldn't have been a yeah. problem or yeah. any streaming service. I, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I mean, yeah. I would never judge a story or an idea and say like, oh, that is not cinematic enough for the big screen. It needs to be on Netflix. But having mm. seen the end product and the way that I think people will most enjoy it, yeah. streaming service might have been the way to go. Yeah. Now we're moving on to story number two. And again, I got to brand this one with a big fat rumor alert. This is a rumor. None of this is confirmed, but it's a great story that I hope proves to be true. So over the weekend, sources speaking to the Daily Mail claim that Lashana Lynch will be revealed as the new 007 and take over for Daniel Craig. Per the sources claims, it was Bond 25 co-screenwriter Phoebe Waller-Bridge who made the addition to the script. So... You guys hear this. What is your first reaction? Because if this does prove to be true, th- this is a big deal right here. Yeah, the internet Huge. blew up over this one. And I was just like, well, yes, but is it true? And if it's true, how are they going to do it? Because it makes no sense to me to blow a spoiler like this at a leaked source. This feels to me like a leaked thing from the studio. And remember, the studio had all these problems with uh, Danny Boyle being moved off. Danny Boyle saying he's never going back doing franchise films again. Right. That's a very strong indictment from a masterful director who just made $80 million in yesterday so far. And you, and Fukunaga came in, which is a great choice uh, for that detective, uh, True Detective Season 1. You want to put him in there. But there was Rami Malek stuff. There was rumors of dissension on the set. All that kind of stuff. So how do you solve it? You leak this thing that a strong black uh, a woman actress has taken over the 007. It's revolutionary. It's new. You get the fans back into it so but the danger here is if you see the movie and she's 007 in the movie but then she ends up giving the mantle back to Daniel Craig or to someone else that's oh. going to be a huge mistake if they do that that if they go like, like this and then do that in the movie that could be a massive mistake I think mm. there is like slim to no <laughs> chances of that particular thing happening I also would be very surprised and fairly put off if they kind of used her to change the course of the conversation because the way the some studios. of these scoops work is by 
behind the scenes, you never know who the source is, who could be inclined to say something. So I think that might have been one step a little too far in my mind. I don't Mm. really think that's probably the case here. But the idea of Lashana Lynch being the next 007, I am just over the freaking moon by this idea. She was such a scene stealer to me in Captain Marvel. So one, I think she's phenomenal on screen. Mm. But, you know, just from the press side of it, I get overjoyed when I see good things happen to people that are just an absolute delight. And I got to visit the set of Captain Marvel. I got to speak to her again at the junket. And when someone just seems so happy about the project that they're working on, especially when it's a big franchise, like let's say the MCU, or in this case, Bond, Mm. someone who is just oozing with so much excitement and positivity and gratitude for what she has at her feet right now. I don't know. I I want to see success go her way. Sure. Yeah, I want to see it too. And um, listen, the 007, that is a number and that is a call sign that mm-hmm. I, I like to say for a James, or not James Bond in particular. It is 007. There has been precedent set that we meet other 00s mm-hmm. in the whole canon. Maybe not canon is the right word for this because we have different James Bonds throughout the movies. But... I think of Goldeneye with Sean Bean, mm-hmm. who was 006. We've had the 008s, you know. We can have a female 007, and her name's not going to be Jane Bond. Mm-hmm. I think it's if, if she's revealed to be 007, I think that's great, and I think it's a sign of where the franchise is headed, that we could sooner or later see that. Or the next movie, bring in Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Who knows where they're going with this? I don't know, but I do not get upset over a 007 yeah. uh, kind of new spin on it because it fits in the world building for me. It really does, and who knows where that story is going? If it's going to be revealed at the beginning, revealed at the end, is this the only? Is this? It's going to be probably obviously going that direction. But Daniel Craig's last run as James Bond. So who knows where they're going to go afterwards? And if she takes over 007, and then they recast after the movie, who knows what? I, it's just I I want to see what the story is going to do because this to me. Is fascinating well, from a story point of view. That is my next question is even beyond just Lashana Lynch possibly getting this role. What do you think it could mean for the story in Bond 25 period that, you know, it's Daniel Craig's last go in the role in a full feature. And we're going to have a point in the movie where he's essentially passing the baton. If sure. this proves to be true, do you think that is promising for the story or potentially problematic? Oh, no. That's a tough I don't like that side. I I think in a utopian, beautiful world where we all hug and kiss, it's absolutely possible, and it would be great. But I push back on Perry a little bit, but like studios mess franchises up all the time doing stupid stuff, like not screening Crawl for critics. Like, they messed up all the time. So, to me... The story, I hope they handle it correctly. I hope they do it. It'd be great if Lashana takes off. I think it'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Just blowing it before the film comes out, I think, is a massive mistake. And I don't know how they let this slip through if it's true. Uh, because to me, that would have been awesome. Like, we'd be in the theater going, oh, shit. And she comes through, and it's her, Lashana Lynch's 007. Then we'd be on board of seeing what's next, you know? But to blow it ahead of time, I think, is a mistake. Yeah. Will they handle it correctly? I don't know. All this backstage stuff sometimes leads to great films and sometimes leads to really terrible terrible film so i i don't have faith right now but i want to i want it to work out yeah i get that that is definitely a fair point that it would be unfortunate even if it wasn't let's say the studio's decision but it was someone that decided to leak the information 
It's unfortunate because given what we're talking about right now, it seems like that would have been a great surprise moment in the movie. But I do wonder if maybe it was the studio's intention to officially announce that before the movie hit anyways. Well, and one more point. I'm sorry, Riley. Yeah, no, you're fine. Why would you set Lashana Lynch up to be the subject of Internet backlash, Internet anger? Because that's already happening. Why would you set your actress up for that if you haven't told her ahead of time? I think that's also dangerous from the studio as well. Yeah. they did that. And and we live in a time, especially with movies and, and in, in Twitter culture, online culture, that they're, you're judging this thing before you even see it. Yeah. And it's it's not only just with the James Bond franchise, it's with every franchise. You know, you see a trailer and it's like you assume this, you know, the, you know, the rise of Skywalker. Oh, they're retconning everything. You know, we don't know that. And I, I'm trying to do this myself. It's just to not judge it. Let it mm. play out because the only time you can truly judge a movie is by sitting in that theater, the theatrical experience with everybody, watching it all the way to where the credits <laughs> roll and then making that determination. That now you know what I didn't like that, and if somebody says you know what I didn't like the fact that La- Lashana Lynch was was this because I didn't like the performance, whatever. Well, that's at least they've seen the movie, and they have some context mm-hmm. because you're not looking good when you're right. saying oh 007 can't be this and that. And is that calm down? Let's just watch the movie because again it goes to my main point. I think it's interesting if and we saw at the end of Spectre, mm. James Bond retires. What are they going to, you know, take his number 007 and, and retire it in the rafters of the of the hall, you know, like right. the, next to Kobe Bryant's number? No, you, <laughs> you get Please another God, no. 007 in there and we don't know who that will be yet. And if it is Lynch, then great. And I want to see how that works in that universe because it's fascinating to me. I like that, Riley. Thank you. I like ending on that note. Okay, um, good. Again, we don't know if this is true or not, but hopefully it pans out. Because, again, good mm. things for Lashana Lynch would be nice. All right, let's turn to the live chat. Ooh, I got a good one. You're going to like this, Riley. Oh, good. J. Scott For Real is asking, what kind of project would you imagine Keanu Reeves and Sam Raimi pairing for? Horror action. Oh, I something immediately came to mind. What? So I think there were some rumors about Bruce Campbell on a con circuit talking about bringing back Evil. Could you imagine Keanu Reeves in Evil Dead, whether yes. he's playing a character or even just him playing himself in the Evil Dead? Uh, that that's hysterical. And no, there's reports out there. Sam Raimi said that they have some ideas that they're kicking around and that they're not going to bring it to TV anymore. So I would love. I mean, Perry, how many times have we said this? Marrying the two together, the reboot of Evil Dead with Ash, which it's they did no, do. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, swinging for the fences here. I saw that post-credit scene of the Evil Dead reboot. Why not bring in um, uh, Jane Levy and put you know Ash together? And then you cast Keanu Reeves. Well, and then bring Why back not? Kelly and Pablo, and yep. you could make do on all the expectations when uh, the show wrapped up, too. It yeah. wrapped up in a place where there was a cliffhanger. I don't know. That seemed like such a no-brainer to me that I can't believe they haven't gotten that off the ground yet. Yeah. And uh, and then if you know we're playing with Monopoly money, I would also love Sam Raimi and Keanu Reeves to collaborate on an original horror movie idea, whether it's horror action or straight horror. I haven't seen Keanu do something like hardcore horror and that gets me excited to think of that possibility look i respect your both horror roots now get here's out of the here answer here's the answer oh who needs a redemption story in the superhero world sam raimi sam raimi off that spider-man 3 you owe it to us to do another one you know who else needs another one constantine 2 with Ooh, keanu reeves sam raimi minute. directing bring him okay. back Dude. he would be awesome all I'm right. just saying. That's both a good of them idea. Get to put it behind them and move forward and create a fantastic sequel to Constantine, which a lot of people like. Hey, 
I actually, I'm changing my answer. I can't I like say that I would be super against that. <laughs> I let's, like that idea. Let's try to get one more in here. Okay. Let's go with this one from Chris Robinson, who's asking, in honor of Crawl, what's your favorite Sam Raimi movie? Drag Me to Hell isn't talked about nearly enough. Ooh. Drag Me to Hell isn't my favorite, but I will definitely say it's not talked about nearly enough. Even though when it came out, it did make a good deal of noise. And I feel like, you know, maybe some out there consider it a little bit of a genre classic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I immediately go to Evil Dead franchise because I love it so much. Drag Me to Hell is another one I love. Spider-Man 2, it was one of my favorites still. I love it. It's been on lately because... Let's answer this without saying Spider-Man 2 because that's the obvious. That's, yeah, that's like the, the obvious. obvious but that's here's, not true. Here's we my true so. answer, I would, go the evil, I would go the Evil Dead. The really? Evil Dead was a game changer for me and through, out of the franchise that is above and beyond my favorite. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What I'm going through is some of the, his more well-known titles yeah, you yeah. Know, that people say because I'm landing on a simple plan. That is oh, one of my favorite, favorite uh, kind of thrillers. Huh. Um, Sam Raimi is very, um, very quiet movie mm-hmm. that uh, came out. Didn't do flashy box office, but if you watch this movie, there's a great twist at the end. I love it. I think it's. it's uh, I think it's one of his best. I have not thought about that movie in quite some time. <laughs> Glad to be here to make you think about it. All right, right. I think we are winding down here. Oh, Dark Man. Darkman, Darkman is my favorite. Darkman's my favorite, bar none. I rewatched Darkman way too recently. <laughs> it's it's, I know it's cheesy, but I love I, it. I kind of enjoy it. I get it. Julie, Julie. It's All right, great. we're gonna leave you with that impression for this episode of Movie Talk. A huge thanks out there to everybody who watched. Riley and Roca, thank you guys so much for your time on this Monday. Adam in the booth, Dorian in the live chat. You guys rock, as do you guys out there. You know what will make you rock even harder? Liking and sharing this episode and telling everybody you know about Collider Movie Talk. And then on top of that, tune in tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT, live for a new episode. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's Power Cash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.